From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. On today's episode, Betty Anderson of the Old Smith Place shares the role diversification plays in her farm operation. Hear about her inspiring disco mirror ball approach to keep reflecting and strategically saying yes to the right new things for your business to take on. Betty Anderson and her husband, Dane, are the current stewards at the Old Smith Place outside Broadhead, Wisconsin. Their 40 acres is home to a Jersey house cow, as well as goats, chickens, ducks, guinea fowl, and several fuzzy felines. Betty is a Navy veteran and relatively new to farm life, but has been gardening and putting up produce since she was a kid. She currently sells her jams and other canned items under Wisconsin's Cottage Food Law. We are back with Betty Anderson of the Old Smith Place in Broadhead, Wisconsin. Let's dig a little deeper, Betty, into your farm because you have so many things going on there. But what I love about your approach is you're always willing to experiment, right? (laughs) On a small scale. Totally, totally. (laughs) So give me the key elements you have going on now at the Old Smith Place. Sure, sure. So um, we we do have uh, our diversified livestock. We raise Jersey cows and on a very small scale. We have goats, chickens, ducks um, on the livestock side. I have a day job as a bookkeeper um, in Beloit and uh, for a kind of socially justice-based uh, industry in the housing industry in Beloit. Um, we raise fruits and vegetables. I have a value-added business canning those things, making sort of gourmet jams and jellies. Um, we joined a hemp co-op and grew hemp this year for the first time. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I may have mentioned local government. I may elected as my town treasurer this past year. I've been doing some work with April Prusha on um, just our, our local food system on um, getting more uh, local processing for for meat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole issue that we could talk for days. But, um, yeah, a lot of things going on. <laughs> so you really a have a diversified on. livelihood, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, elements of the farm, sure. other elements, and also that leadership element, too. Of mm-hmm. I love how you always have, have your hands in different projects in the yeah. community that yeah. need to happen because we've all seen – it, it can be a lot of talk, right? Sure. <laughs> Until people start taking some kind of action and right. things happen and slowly, yeah. but... Yeah, and you know, the older you get, so, you know, my husband and I were doing farming as our retirement plan, which is kind of bizarre, <laughs> but... <laughs> hey, works but for you. the older you get, the more you see the need and you and, and the sense of time running out is yeah. there. So it's like you, you don't want to waste time messing around you want to just jump in and, and make change and do stuff and and 
<laughs> we need to. Sure. As uh, small farmers, um, diversification is absolutely necessary. Are there some things you've tried along the way that haven't worked out? Either, I don't know, <laughs> specific varietals or other areas? Um, you know, when I say, I'm sorry, when I say don't, don't work out, tell me why in the sense of did it, was it not fun? Did it not grow? You know what I mean? So, um, no, everything's been fun and everything has, <laughs> that's part of the problem. Everything's been fun and everything is, um, <sighs> necessary in, in, in a sense. Um, so I had never experienced, um, eating livestock that I knew. And so that was a, a, a really, um, pivotal thing for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I joke about it. Uh, you know, funny thing happened on my way to my supermarket, you know, to buy my <laughs> grass fed beef and I, you know, suddenly I became a farmer and I, I, we got a cow very early on in our, in our farming experience. And she, she was pregnant when we got her. In fact, the month later, she gave us a little steer and, or a little bull calf. And, um, we raised him for a couple of years and then we put him in the freezer and the first taste, which was very hard by the way, but, uh, the first taste of that Jersey meat was life changing for me. I had never, ever tasted anything like it wow. in all my days. I mean, and I, you know, you've, was, you've been around the food block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All over the world and grass fed and organic and, Spent a lot of money on on the big marketing things out there, <laughs> and um, nothing tasted anything like it. And so, but then very soon after that, I found that there were stumbling blocks in making that available to other people on a small scale. Um, and so, meaning, I mean the meaning, opportunity uh, availability price uh, to have. Um, uh, so I think the reason why our our little guy tasted so good is. He was raised on the farm. He never had a stressful day, and he was butchered on the farm. And then, so there's a, a limit with how much of that can happen yeah. and, and still be inspected, and so you can sell your meat. Kind of a bottleneck there. And so th those are the things that we ran into with our diversification. Like we thought we would raise meat goats, but then to have that kind of meat and get it to our markets, you know, how do you – how do you time all that? How do you do it? Unless you're at scale, it's pretty tough for, for small producers. Yeah. And so that's why instead of actually doing it, I'm working on <laughs> the infrastructure. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, but that's so yeah. important. So those that's are like so not fails, but uh -huh. just seeing a need and maybe spending my time yeah. working on the need rather than just doing the thing and, and enjoying our meat. Oh, but that's super yeah. important. Yeah. And, and needs that you have. Undoubtedly, other farmers, other women farmers have too. Sure. And then we did find that out in doing some surveying yeah. for, oh, for our sale grant that we were working on in this particular area. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing about diversifying is, you know, yes, you, you need to think about different times of year when you need money and <laughs> what's going to produce money at different times mm -hmm. because it's not like a, a nine to five job where you go and you get a paycheck every week. So there's a lot of a lot of balls in the air, you know. <laughs> do you find with your jams and jellies that helps do that? Because you do like winter markets too sometimes, right? Or sure, different. yeah. And I found, let's see, this is, 
this past year might have been about my fifth year in that. And I found that I maxed out on the amount of dollars I could earn, but that my expenses of getting to market were almost as much as what uh. I could make. And so um, then now the decision making comes into play. Do I take this to a different level where I can be on store shelves and invest in some sort of commercial operation? And then also lose the joy of making 25 kinds of jam instead of sure. two, which I might have to do if I if I were to go commercial. Yeah. So, uh. you know, I think to to diversify successfully, you have to start small. You have to find things that you love to do and then um, do a business plan. You have to pencil it out and find out. You know, it took me five years to find out. I really can't. I love this and I built a <laughs> built a clientele that want my product, but I can't legally sell it except face-to-face, -face, which is a little bit prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, my product is heavy. My <laughs> You're dragging them around. Yeah, sure, right, sure. Right, right, So there are a lot of things to think about. But it sounds like from your lens, reflection is an important element of yeah. diversification to be like, how's this working, right? Or is this right. fun? Which it should be too. And yeah, absolutely. is it selling at a and good price? If you don't love it, I would say don't do it. Yeah, um, because you because love the canning side. I in love it, and he, I I will still do it even if I lose money. I will still do it. I love it that much. But um, you know, so in theory, um, you know, my day job. I, I I'm a bookkeeper, and um, so that should work well with farming. We're busy during the off season, um, but it also brings up another point of uh, self care. So I, because I'm crazy busy in the off season with bookkeeping and reporting and that kind of thing, there's never a down season for me. So, um, so there are just things that you really have to put down on pencil and paper, weigh the pros and cons and, um, and decide if this is, if this is good and do it on a small scale before yeah. you invest a lot of money and find out, I really don't like this. That's you know? good advice. Yeah. yeah. Are there things that you do personally to kind of help things keep in balance so or learnings along the way <laughs> it's a journey right <laughs> yeah. yes as a matter of fact I had uh, kind of an aha moment this morning um, for me I'm sort of a quiet and introspective person and um, I'll probably talk more about this on, on another episode but um, I have a, a history of post-traumatic stress as many women who've served in the military do as many veterans across the board do yeah. but for different reasons and um, being a, a quiet person so in order to heal you need time in order to think you need time in order to but military people, get stuff done. We, we just do. We, we get it done. We innovate. We just, and so I got into a habit of using um, busyness and doing important things as my drug of choice to avoid crashing and burning in that mm. respect. And so um, I'm finding after my, about my eighth or ninth year in farming now that I was getting close to that point again of like, you know, just overdoing and and it's like not to work on saying no but to work on strategically using your yes and amplifying ah, it yeah so i say that to you know i had 
I was sitting in my uh, bathtub this morning, which is a big thing that I did when we got on our farm. We remodeled our bathroom. Because you have a I nice knew. bathtub, might I just say. Yes. That's a <laughs> I, good I investment. I have a really great bath. And um, I just know I need time to to be quiet and to yeah. reflect and, and, and do that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting there this morning and I realize it's been some time since I just sat there and looked and I noticed I, I strategically designed this room to have, we, I put in a skylight because I needed light in there and I wanted plants and living things around me. And so I put mirrors and stuff so that the light would be amplified. And I, I was looking at my plants this morning thinking they're kind of yellow and they look like they've had a rough winter. And um, so I had put a bunch of bath salts in the tub this morning. And uh, as the bubbles were going, there was some effervescing going on. And the sun came in the window and it was shining off those little bubbles and kind of bouncing light around in the room. And I thought, you know, what I really need here is a mirror ball <laughs> to bounce this <laughs> a light A good old around. disco ball, yeah. yeah. And so, I, you know, and when I'm quiet, I can be creative. And so I'm thinking about this. In the sense of things that I do every day. And I think it's important to take that mirror ball approach. <laughs> I love it. Um, and to do things that complement each other where you're not spinning your wheels. Like, yeah. for instance, I am the treasurer of my little town. I'm working on our hemp co-op finances. I'm so... And I do bookkeeping during the day. And so while I had some learning curve this year on the different kinds of bookkeeping... Also, so that was rough, but doing similar things for more than one purpose kind of amplifies that and and makes you not be reinventing the wheel. Mm. So if you can find some types of things that are diversified but yet complement each other mm -hmm. and bring you some income as well at different times, kind of... Um, I'm thinking along those lines to be strategic with my yes, to put my yes in the very important places and do what really needs to be done and let some of the other stuff go. And I might still do my canning this year, but I might not take my goods to market. I might do it for the joy and the love of it, of the colors and the tastes. Because that's a real family. creative outlet for you. It is a creative outlet, but I may just not make money in that department and love yeah. my stuff to market. But, um, you know, bring in finances in another way mm -hmm. and to do the really important things that need to change in our system so the next group of farmers coming up can have a market mm -hmm. for their goods that they don't have to carry their goods on their back to market yeah. every time they turn around. Well, yeah. And you that, know, so I don't know. These are just the thoughts that yeah. went through my mind oh, this no, morning. That's super when helpful. I, yeah. And having the time to do it yes. is what you're saying too because I know how it so gets important. you running from one thing to another and mm -hmm. it's busy versus... Mm -hmm. Strategic action. Yeah, yeah. And uh, First Marion talks a lot about strategic things, and I think she's she's really good at... Uh, well, well you, I love yeah. how you talked about the amplified yes. Yeah. When you say yeah. yes, say it really fully. Yeah. And not the, as opposed to the half-assed yes, as, right? <laughs> right, as to the, oh, I don't want to say no. Right. So I'm saying yes uh -huh. instead of not saying no. Well, and the causes yeah. you've picked... Mm -hmm are related to agriculture, be mm -hmm. it starting a new farmer co-op, be it working on finding new processors. Mm -hmm. They're very aligned with mm -hmm. both your business, but also what needs to be done, period, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. It, it just it, seems like there's so many family farms dying right now. And um, so to make ways for family farms to keep existing 
I think is really important for our area right now. Yeah. And what message would you give to particularly women farmers when it comes to this idea of balance Mm -hmm. and self-care? Because it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. we all too sometimes feel this collective guilt of there's always something to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say people used to ask me, I I did mission work in Haiti for several years and um, people would ask me, why do you throw your efforts at this thing that is so much bigger than what you can do? And uh, my partner and I at the time, we would just look at people and just tell them, all we really have to do is love the one in front of us. Mm. We love the one in front of us and let that ripple effect go out into the world. And so I may not be able to change the whole food system in southern Wisconsin for small farmers, but I can do my part and trust that that effect will be out there and other people will do their part and see that they can make a difference as well. So just do the thing that's in front of you to the best of your ability and love doing it. And that's going to be appealing. It's going to be catchy. (laughs) Catchy. You bet. You are catchy. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.